They say March is filled with madness. We're just out here trying to enjoy Peaky Blinders. I'm Daniel. He's Josh. Back for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. And once again, Josh, it's just it's just great to be here midweek, giving our winners and losers, opening a mailbag for the first time in just like so long. And it's because of our fans. It's because you guys went on there. You shared the VPN links. You helped everyone who could watch this season watch it. If you're listening and you haven't seen season six yet, there is a way. It's tryexpressvpn.com slash peaky. Go ahead and click the link in our show notes and pause this episode. Go and watch episodes one and two and then come back because this is our end of the week preview for season six, episode three, predictions, mailbag, winners and losers episode. It's a hodgepodge, Josh, as uh, as you uh you were you were on the side of the angels in this last episode, weren't you? We really just we've been relishing in this fun all week long. I love reading reviews that are all positive, and the only negatives I've really seen have been about the fact that Red Right Hand was like got got kind of screwed the short end at the very end of the episode in like a twenty second clip of it. That's the only downside. It's really crazy how much better these two episodes were already than the, the entirety of season five. And it's so good to be on here potting about good television, good peaky television, good plot lines, new characters, new really good characters, and just so many different ways that the season could go. Four episodes left to go and really just have no idea where it's going to go. And it's a great day. We're recording this on March 10th. You know, I have a feeling... And maybe this would be a whole separate pod in itself, but like, I don't know who on the show would be a baseball fan, but the ones that are, are very happy that major league baseball has signed a new it's a good collective day. bargaining agreement and there will it's be good baseball. Day. And I'm very happy about that as well. Cause Josh and I are big baseball fans over here in the U S of a, but why don't we start this episode, Josh, with, with going through our mailbag, we've gotten a couple great questions comments from season six episode two we're going to start with ian and by the way the way to send a mailbag prediction theory thought as long as it doesn't have any sort of uh i don't know sourced spoilers right there's a way to find things out and as long as you guys don't go around the rules you can go ahead and, and email us at b-o-o-t peaky blinders at gmail.com we're gonna start with ian Ian's got a great question, Josh, and it can kind of lead us down one rabbit hole or the other, and it might lead us into winners and losers as well. We'll find out. But his question is, he has a quick thought. Are Tommy's PTSD flashbacks to his experience in World War II becoming more frequent because he can see another World War coming? Hmm. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's very uh, insightful. I mean, maybe. But I don't think that that's really what it is. I think that that is just his his sobriety. It's probably it's probably an Ian. Great question. We love it. It's not your. your it's a good question. Boring question. Right. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and agree that it, like sensibly, it's probably the the withdrawals from alcohol because that's it's what, definitely that's what he attested it to. It's heightened. It's heightened with with the with the sobriety and the withdrawal from alcohol. I don't think he's thinking or he can sense a new World War coming. Although. With fascism, Tommy could see the writing on the wall with and reading the tea leaves that, you know, fascism could re- result in a new world war. I don't think that that's what he's really seeing, 
because I think that we would get more more like you know forward flashes as well if there were these like rewinds I mean maybe we are gonna get you know looks glimpses into the future and jumps forward I don't know but I I do think that 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 the war flashbacks have to do with his PTSD mixed with his his withdrawals but one thing we know is that Stephen Wright loves analogies and Stephen Knight. metaphors Stephen Knight is that what I said your, your mind is so on baseball you said Stephen Wright he's, he's, he's a baseball pitcher knuckleballer um there you go yeah I mean anything is possible and you know I wouldn't put it beside him we talked in length earlier today on our Patreon deep dive and, and you go ahead and join us on our bonus podcast link which is where we we post weekly episodes for our you know loving community that likes to help us out with an extra five dollars a month no commercials over on patreon and uh and a great space where the community can really chime in on their thoughts and josh and i went deep on whether the ruby stuff is almost imagery or philosophically because tommy's tiptoeing into fascism and his daughter is kind of standing for what is right and getting sick when Tommy gets deeper and deeper in that hole. And we've had a couple characters, right? Like Ada is going to play a major role down the stretch. Like, I don't know if she's, she's a winner of episode two, but she's definitely in a position yeah. to get you a took lot my more winner. minutes. Oh, did I? You took my winner. Well, yeah, like I, I said, mean, we'll... I said it, well, it might lead us into the winner. So go ahead. Let's do it right now. Winners and losers. I've got one yeah, more mailbag, I mean... but we can kind of, we can kind of have this episode nice and, and jambled up. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, Ada's my winner for one reason and one reason only. It's the confidence that she's giving off now. And, you know, and, and it's, I know that she was saying, you know, I'm not Polly and she's struggling and all that stuff. But it's the fact that she's kind of like, the, the moment she said that, she was like growing into that Polly role. She was like, you know, I'm not Polly. And she realized, wait, I can, I can I kinda, do this. Yeah, I could be, I could be Polly. Right. And so that's the, that's why she's my winner is because she's maturing before our very eyes. And she's come such a long way since Freddie Fukenthorn in, in, in season one. I don't know why I said Thorn. Freddie Fukenthorn. Um, so I, I think she's a winner because we're seeing her grow, grow into this very powerful and strong woman that the Shelby family and particularly Tommy and Arthur need her to be. That's a good one. And, and I kind of, yeah, I kind of like bookends the comment that I was making just about like, you know, her being extra worried and constantly looking out for the health right. side of things and the, and the leading towards the bad. And that's kind of where Ruby is coming from as well. And I'll go with my winner as well then. And I, I think this is going to be a good season for her, but I don't know if there's going to be a better episode than this one. And I'm going to keep my, you know, in honor of what is it, National Women's Day a couple of days ago, in honor of that, I'm going to keep my trends. Gina was my episode one winner. I'm going with Diana because like I was intoxicated by her character from the minute she started talking, from the moment we see Oswald respecting her. And this is a man that doesn't respect a lot of people. Like maybe she's great in bed or whatever. But at the end of the day, like Oswald could probably sleep with whoever he wants to. And he's choosing a woman of power, a woman of intellect a woman of means and and I I don't know I made a prediction in in the the apple pot earlier this week Josh that I think Tommy is also falling for Diana and I think we're gonna yep. get some good that's why I'm a little worried that like 
maybe we'll have like a an episode four where Diana's like the clear winner if she does get to lay with Mr. Thomas Shelby. But I'm going Diana here in episode two because I feel like it's the most comfortable play for me moving I think forward. That- I think that you're just so enamored with the new characters. Who doesn't love like, a new character, Josh? I, mean, I know, I know, I know. But episode it's like, two was went, the best. You went with Gina, you like Gina, and then Diana. I get it, I get it. But, you know, you, you, you got to remember where you came from, all right? Josh, you also went with Gina as your loser, though. Yeah, okay, I'm talking about for winners, all right? Okay, well, before we jump into losers, <laughs> I do want to read, I want to read this, uh, this, this mailbag comment from margaret who was so happy to be able to get on the vpn from america and not have to wait which we have a date on netflix for those of you that uh i don't know who would be listening right now that's like waiting for netflix because that would be unwise but uh june 10th you could tell your friends and say hey guys you're gonna wait till june 10th to watch peaky blinders or are you gonna follow me and go on expressvpn slash peaky and sign up so you can watch it now but this is what Margaret said, and it's interesting, Josh. First off, she got it out of the way. She thinks Michael's going to be the one of the two that don't survive. She sees a I world agree. where she sees a I world agree. where like Michael cannot beat Tommy. Uh, we'll see. I, I think we're definitely moving towards like the younger generation mindset from from Mister Knight, even though we haven't seen Finn Shelby yet this season. Margaret agrees that the season's looking to be the best ever, and has a concept. She said she, when she heard us wonder if Hitler will be a physical and visual presence on this show. Okay, she was thinking that, was, about, that was me. I was so curious. Yep. She was thinking about what actor might play him and remembered that Noah Taylor from Game of Thrones fame and uh, who played Darcy Sabini actually mm-hmm. played Hitler in a show called Preacher. And just a comment from her. Didn't get a guess, though. I'd like to hear some guesses. So this is going to be sent out to the masses here. Who do you all think could or would play Hitler. I remember there was one rumor, and this feels like years ago, but remember the actor that played Mr. Bean was like getting thrown around yeah. as being Hitler in the show? That would be weird. I, I wouldn't be able to I would see not him. like that at all. No. I I, I would need like to, to simmer on this and like think about it. I, so I can't why, do yeah, it on the spot. One. Yeah, I think it's a good one to just throw out there and let it dot, dot, dot before we get to, right. our, before we get to our losers. Yeah, I mean, why don't you why don't you go first? Switch switch, switch up the order. Who do you have as a loser? I will. And no, this, one's, this one's very. Yeah, there's some losers, very... but but you got to be strategic because you don't want to. There there are a couple like for example like like I mean I, Arthur and Michael are not my losers, but they could be losers. Okay. Yeah, episode. Michael is my runaway loser here. Unfortunately, I, for sure, I was like <laughs> run away. But I'm saving it for the off chance that Tommy just wrecks him one episode and Michael comes out on the on the tail end. Right. And I'm saving it for that episode. I could, I mean, Michael's just stuck in jail, right? Isn't that your explanation? It's a little bit more than that. Like, he's essentially being. He got blue cuffed. ball a little bit. He's yeah. kind of being yeah. cuffed. Yeah. Like, oh the, the, <laughs> if you can't tell, Josh and I are recording this one at night. We don't usually record at night, but it makes for great content. But he gets double cucked here. And uh, for those of you that don't know what the word means, Google's a great thing. But the guards are essentially giving Please don't. Gina. Please don't Google that. The guards are giving Gina a conjugal visit, and yet she is being so conniving and power hungry. She opens up the cell and then slams it in his face, then goes on this elaborate, drawn out, basically like 
phone sex version of what the next six weeks are going to be while she probably sleeps with half of London. So it's like, that's a tough <laughs> but Like, okay, so now that I've had a time to really think about this scene, she, she's like angry at Michael, but for what reason? Because he trusted Tommy and met with him and took the bag from him. No, I would also be mad. But it was, also the, it was also the rest of the family that wanted to meet with Tommy. It's like, no, it's not it like it was only Michael. had to have been Michael leading the charge. I disagree. They don't I even know who it. Tommy she's was. She's punishing him. Like, she's punishing yeah. the shit out of him. It's crazy. Feel bad yeah. for him, man. I mean, listen, we don't know if Michael, I mean, to be honest, off of the beginning, like, yes, he's also just in jail. Now, they have yeah. to wear ties in jail, which is losing in itself, because, like, that's constricting. Not to mention, he gets one cigarette every, what, like three weeks when someone visits, and he has to most likely deal with the punishment of men who are a lot stronger than him. We've already known in this season, not this season, the series, Michael, Michael's, he's gone through it in jail. Remember, like the season two, episode five, when Mr. Campbell puts Michael in prison right. and makes bad yeah, things Michael's, happen Michael's, Michael's been in the john for quite some time. He's had John inside him as well. So it's a situation where like, you know, I'm not sure if that's the only time throughout the day that Michael has to deal with some, some sexual frustration at 5 a.m. In, uh, in London. So that's why he is my runaway loser. Sure, okay. there might be another episode, but we also like, he will be the obvious loser the next time he comes up, in my opinion. I think we're going to sideline Michael for an episode or two. Yeah. And I'm going to take my thin coal right now while I can have it. Finn Cole could also be a loser in this episode, just like the actor in general. Because, what do you mean? He gets paid like a million dollars to just show up for like 10 minutes. I mean, yeah, but he's not getting the clout of being in the episode. Like, I want, I want, like, like when you had your prediction that Michael was going to be stuck in jail for a couple episodes, maybe three episodes, I was like so upset about that because I want more Finn Cole. Like, this is his coming out party, man. Yeah, another you know? loser, though, is his, the, the makeup person for, Finn Cole because the mustache was a little crooked that second shot. Wasn't great, wasn't great, but hey, you know, there's 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 room for improvement. There's, All right, there's four hear, episodes left. Let's hear your loser before we get to some predictions. My loser is Ruby. Plain and simple is Ruby. Yeah, She's poor girl. Poor little girl. Uh if if it ends up being that it's a result of Tommy and Karma, then like that's fucked up. Like this poor well, little it would girl add is the trend, the right? Like Tommy right. just continues to force his loved ones Grace. to suffer. John, I mean, Oliver. Arthur's suffering right now because of his choices. Lizzie has been in perpetual depression like, her whole entire life. Polly, uh, you know, passes. It's, 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 and I, it's pretty and hold sad. On. I know everyone at home is listening and yelling, like, Lizzie is the obvious loser. I think there will be much worse episodes for Lizzie. I think she, she falls almost, out this episode. She almost was, like, a little more upbeat than she has been. Her it, cursing it, and, out and Diana sounds, was awesome. Right, and that sounds weird because she's like still sad, but uh, she was more a B. But yeah, I mean, Ruby is my loser for obvious reasons. She's really losing it. She's, I mean, I think she's on the verge of death. I, I wouldn't Ooh, put it outside the realm of possibility that she dies. I mean, yeah. Stephen Knight, I mean, like he was flirting with Charlie when he got kidnapped by, um, by Father Hughes back in season three. So you never know. She's going through it. She's my obvious loser. So let's see what happens the rest of the season with her plot development. Yeah, and obviously we want you guys to hit us with your predictions. There's a lot of Ruby predictions going out there. We went pretty deep on the Patreon going down that Ruby train, so we're not going to do that again. Before we sign off, though, 
I do want to get from Josh and I some Esme predictions because that's the, the way the episode ended. I assume, and this is, uh, this is going to be my prediction right here. Like, I think that the first like 10 to 12 minutes of episode three will be Esme. Like, I think it might be one of two things, right? She's either going to show up in Birmingham right as the episode starts, hopefully to Red Right Hand, or we might get a flashback to what Esme's been doing the last like 11 years. And like maybe yeah. a little bit of a montage leading into her and Tommy meeting. And I, I truly think that Esme is going to be a very prickly pair and someone that is not going to be not going to be easy to convince to help out a Shelby. Absolutely. And my prediction, it's pretty plain and simple. I think Tommy's ca- calls her up as we see at the end of season two to come cure Ruby with Esme's gypsy magic. And Esme is going to say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm only doing this if you pay me handsomely. And Ooh. she's going to give Tommy an ultimatum. I have a feeling. Ransom, and, and Tommy's going to have to pay her. And that's it. That's that. I have a feeling that Tommy's been paying her low key for, for what for years. Oh, just, right. But like alimony. Like, oh, my, it's, it's similar to the whole Ada thing when she was like, well, where's my cut? And Tommy's like, Oh, you're going to get paid handsomely. It's going to be similar. As going to be like, well, I need more than what you've been giving me pay me and then I'll help you. Even though it's effed up that Ruby is like, I mean, that Ruby's suffering and Esme is kind of like holding it over her head. Like, but that's my prediction. Esme never holds back. She's going to give Tommy an ultimatum. Tommy's going to, you know, follow through with her desires and wishes. And then Esme is going to cure Ruby. And then that's going to be that. Cannot wait to see Edwards, Amy, Amy, uh, Fionn Edwards. She's been in a couple things like over the last few years, War of the Worlds, she was a, a voice in the new Assassin's Creed video game. She's been busy. So like, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see her come back to Peaky. Hopefully we can get like one Tom Hardy scene in an episode, but I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not optimistic. I was going to ask. I'm not optimistic. Ask, you don't think he's going to be a focal point in the season? I mean, he has a very small plot. He'll, but... he'll be in the season. I'm just not sure he'll be in every episode. The same way yeah, that I'm not sure Oswald's think... going to be in every episode, right. right? Like, they're going to pick and choose. I just I just hope we get more than one scene whenever he appears. Like, it was so great to see him for but the they let him time cook. that we saw. So like, him. if we can get 15-minute scenes right. every other episode, like, if we get him three times and then the finale yeah. comes and he has an impact, like, sign me up. Because we know Tom Hardy's a busy guy. And, like, absolutely, Peaky just can't give him that Marvel money, you know? So it's like Venom, yeah, Venom 3. Yeah. Definitely. No, it was nice to see him, but I'm, but I'm hoping. But what, what, is, what is your Esme prediction? Or what is your prediction in general? That's my prediction. I think we're going to kind of start with that little like montage or okay. she's going to jump right in. And I think she is going to be hard to convince. Like maybe a situation where like she, she helps Ruby. But, all right, let's see. Here's my prediction. I think she's going to convince Ruby to like join her. Like, and maybe Lizzie too, you know, like I think by the end of the season, Tommy may not have many family members left because I think maybe she'll be like, you know, Ruby's interested in the Romany way. Like maybe she takes her as a ward and Ruby like wants to go with as, with I appreciate your thought and your, and your effort. However, Lizzie has voiced her displeasure with the gypsy ways. That's true. She has. So maybe so, just Ruby will leave. And maybe I've been watching too much Last Kingdom, you know, where probably where they, where they probably, take but it's stand. okay. It's okay. It's okay. So that's, that, that's, that's, a, that's why they're bold predictions. That's you know? where we're at. That's where we're at. So I want to hear yours as always. 
hit us up on facebook.com slash peaky podcast or email us at b-o-o-t peaky blinders at gmail.com we've got an episode in a few days and we can't wait and we can't wait to talk about it with you so we'll be with you soon to break down season six episode episode three and josh last season each of the first two episodes had a black to begin, right? It was Black Tuesday and Black Cats, and then it went to strategy and the loop and the shock and Mr. Jones. So I'm curious to see what episode three will go. Something tells me they're also going to keep that trend and go away from black now, and maybe we'll have a, a, a unique name, hopefully a little bit less vague than the word strategy, like season five, episode three was. But we'll find out with you in real time right here on By Order the Peaky Blinders. He's Josh, and I'm Daniel, and we binge so you don't have to.